0: The Arizona Coyotes effectively put out Calgary's flame last night. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Balmastro, joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zeraris. And before we dive into it, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Well, we kind of have to come to terms with a few things today, and... There there's several stages of grief, and today we're going to kind of start with the, oh, we're just going to joke about it because <laughs> we're still in denial. Um, so kind of stage zero. Um, and we're going to talk about the organization, the players, and kind of make some crazy predictions uh, that will kind of lead us into training camp, and we'll have to see where things go but uh before we dive into that please make sure you're subscribed to locked on flames and uh on youtube as well we're available wherever you get your podcasts and just enjoy the the ride because (laughs) or you can get off it's entirely up to you no one's holding you don't get
1: off the ride we don't get off the ride we have bills to pay please (laughs) yeah yeah
0: actually you can just stay on a little. support
1: bit it's a support group we all get together and we support each other one day a week as many times as you check in per week on the show this is a support group at this point we all thought yeah. things would be going very differently with our lives we're all contemplating maybe bangs maybe a tattoo dyeing our hair we're all contemplating life choices right now based on how this flame season has gone.
0: yeah 100 percent. and I, I feel like we can't be the only ones doing that yeah. i'm sure uh certain players are probably like, what did I just get myself into? Um, You know, there's, there's a difference when you are, you know, in a contract and you can kind of have a little bit of a no movement clause and to look forward to, but most of these players don't have that until years down the road. And we've, we've talked about that. Um, Last night, Jonathan Huberto getting that goal um, was very, I, 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 yeah. I just felt like it was just, it was over. Rasmus Anderson, I'm mad at you. It's really not your fault, but you could have made me 17 bucks. You scored, but whatever. Support Fandle today.
1: <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, there's. 14 15 games of the regular season left here and even though there's nothing to play for they still got to show up which is the real thing that sucks now it's not like in boxing where you get knocked out and they just leave your body in the ring until they (laughs) smell and salt you back awake the flames are down on the mat unconscious and now they got to play another 14 games from being down on the mat unconscious with pretty much nothing to play for anybody who sells you uh, well they could still no they can't it's over it, it, it's over the, the party's over there's no there's no more studying there's no more cramming there's nothing else you can do it's over yeah for these guys over. now like we talked about on tuesday for these guys now it's a matter of the guys who show up in these next 14 games and still give you their best effort and are still plucking away trying to give an honest effort those are the guys you really want to keep an eye on because those are the ones you you want to keep around uh this is exactly the time to this is exactly the situation where you find out what guys are genuinely about because there's nothing to play for at this point Mm -hmm. you have seen some of these teams that have folded it in for the for the season at the deadline who traded guys away knowing they weren't going anywhere and you've seen most of those teams fold you saw The Predators have gone on a weird run here since the deadline where they traded away a couple of significant pieces, Mm -hmm. but they've arguably been better in the second half as opposed to pre-deadline. They're really the exception. It's time to see if the Flames can kind of find some version of that where it's like, they gave up on us? Well, screw them. We're not giving up on ourselves. Even if we don't like anyone, if we don't like what's going on around us, okay. Okay spites a powerful motivator hater (laughs) energy that can get a group up if they don't like the coach if they don't like the gm they don't like the owner spite that person ruin their plans honestly i know a lot of people listening to this are like if they keep losing they could be like 12th and have a chance at Connor bedard or adam fantilli or mitchkov of mitchikov the russian kid uh you're probably never going to be able to convince a professional athlete losing is in their best interest. No. You're never going to be able to convince an, uh, of, um, excuse me, a coach that losing is in their interest. Because to these guys, it doesn't matter. Some of these guys might not be on the team next year, so it doesn't matter if the Flames get a Connor Bedard or an Adam Fantini. right It doesn't matter. For them, it's about going to work and giving an honest effort. That's the thing I'm going to be curious to see as we go down the stretch here with pretty much nothing to play for is who's showing up and who's going to give a real effort and be a... Be a guy you want on the team.
0: Yeah. No, I think right now, um, Michael Backlund and even Blake Coleman are showing signs of, like, their reputation era. I think Tyler Toffoli is, like, on the cusp of just, like, just going absolutely off the walls um, just because of the way his season has gone. But, like, the players you want to show up now they're the ones in the locker room that are maybe saying, like, hey, you know, we just got to tough it out a little bit more, but with a lot more conviction. Like, they just – they have that true leadership quality, and I don't think that it comes back to, like, naming a captain or anything like that because it it doesn't. Anyone can lead in this locker room, and, you know, you've even seen it with Pelletier coming in and just getting – the players happy and excited and celebrating them and that comes after his debut was dogged by one of the greatest coaches of all time
1: it's complicated all of these moving factors at once make it such a fascinating scenario because most people like most people they know like they got a vacation coming up or like there's an extended weekend coming up They're going to start phoning in at work because they know they're they're not going to be here for a while. And while they're on vacation, it's not anyone's problem. It could be very easy for these guys to say, well, summer's coming. What are we doing in July? Do you guys want to go to Cancun? Do you guys want to go to Europe? Do you want to go to South America? What do you guys want to do? It's very easy to do that. That's why I'm very curious to see how these last 14 games go. And they showed you a little bit last night. Granted, it's Arizona. You probably shouldn't be going to overtime against Arizona. Granted, no. you probably shouldn't have conceded the first goal you conceded in that game. The Keller goal, all right, you can live with. That's a really good player making a good play. The first mm-hmm. goal shouldn't happen. The, the odd man rush is going back the other way. Again, like we talked about on Tuesday, the same mistakes over and over again. Doubling, tripling, quintupling, 6 down on what they're already doing that's not working. And you get to this situation now where it, I said I tweeted it last night as soon as the game ended. The Flames the entire season have been Charlie Brown with Lucy holding the football oh. in front of them. And as soon as the Flames are about to win a close game, the football moves, they miss, and they go flying. That's yeah. been the Flames all year, where they just have been unable to find a way to get... The, they haven't been able to kick the ball. The ball's been there as so many times. What is it, 24, 25 times now? I
0: think we're games? closer to 28 now.
1: Yeah, something in that neighborhood oh. of 26, 27 one-goal games. That's how many times they've had the football pulled out from in front of them this year. Just demoralizing as hell. And that's why, that's another reason why I'm very curious to see what happens here in these last 15, 14 games. They have every reason to phone it in, be demoralized, give crappy efforts. If anybody shows you something down the stretch here, no matter how old they are, no matter how young they are. If they show you something... That's something you can hang your hat on and be proud of as a fan, as a guy on that team. Or if it's you yourself who's saying, well, I'm tired of this. I'm doing better because I know I can do better.
0: Yeah, you know, if someone has to pick up the slack and say, fine, I'll do it myself. I'm just, I'm so interested to see how this goes because I feel like it could go one of two ways. Like we are going to see a complete sell this summer. Or this team is gonna look the exact same, and it's not gonna be pretty if they don't have a
1: different coach. No, I, I don't think I don't think you could pit I don't, I don't think you could sell the guys on the team on doing that. Darryl, I don't think he cares. I think you could give him any 18 guys and two goalies and he would show up for work and yeah. and instill his system and try and get it to work. I, I think, you Daryl, it doesn't matter. The GM, it depends. I, I read the other day in The Athletic, in one of Pierre's columns about what GMs are under the most pressure, that before the season when the Flames gave Daryl the extension, that they the Flames had tried to work out an extension with Brad, but it started interfering with stuff and they tabled it. But Pierre said he does expect that, and I think he wrote this about a week ago now, he expects that the Flames will circle back and make Brad an, an offer. It's just a yeah. matter of, of if he wants to take it, if anything has changed in terms of what he wants, or if he just wants to walk away because he realizes this is a bad situation.
0: Yeah. You know, if it feels like a trap, you're already in one. So we are going to move on here. And uh, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And they have become one of my frequent flyer apps because I just love checking in on things. And oh
1: I love just checking the launch just
0: to know, just out of curiosity. I want to know. yeah There's um, a commercial where it's like for March madness, it's like, go with your gut. And that's just what I do. I g- open my FanDuel app and I'm just like, okay, my gut says Rasmus Anderson scoring gold tonight, or it's Jacob Markstrom making 20 plus saves. And you can get uh, your no sweat first bet today with up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win and that is very simple to do all you have to do is download the fanduel sportsbook app it's safe it's secure it's super easy to use and fanduel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay um
1: i have nick have you had success with that I've had okay success with that. What I'll typically do, the one I was doing for a while that was working was Mika vintage at any time point, Rangers win, Shesterkin 20 saves. That was pretty good for a lot of the season. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you got to be looking for, the stacks that make sense.
0: That, you know, that is a pretty fair stack right there. And today you can go place your bets at fanduel.com slash lockdown to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. You get the app too. It's just easier to do it through the web browser first and make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Nick, what would you like to talk about?
1: My The, the idea I yeah. had, because it jogged my memory when we were talking about that before. It, it jogged my memory and it made it reminded me. When the Flames hired Daryl in the 20, in the shortened season, yeah. it gave them a legitimate head start on the following season because they had those 15, 20 games for him to kind of ingra- figure out what yeah. he wanted from those guys, figure out how those guys were going to fit. And it was like having an extended preseason. It was yeah. like having a real chance to get the ball rolling on next year. Yeah, it was a trial That is ideally what these next 14 games should be. With minimal consequences, knowing you're not going to affect your playoff odds, there are things you need to experiment with. You need to get some of those guys up from the AHL team. You need to give Dustin Wolf a start or two. Let Mm -hmm. him dip his toes in the water. See how ready he looks for the NHL so that you know by the time the preseason comes, okay, we have to start him in the AHL, or maybe he can push for a job at the NHL level. There's a lot of things to consider, and that's the beautiful part of having a 14-15 game window here is there are no consequences now. If you win these games, fine. If you lose these games, fine. You should be using this as a trial and error process of – Do you want to try this forward with this forward these two defensemen together do you want to give wolf more starts do you want to give ladar more starts do you want to just ride markstrom out because you know you're not bringing him back there's a million things you can do here down this stretch and that's what a forward-thinking team would do as opposed to just packing it in or the clear disconnect that's been growing for a while between the players the coach and the front office instead of all of that the gm and the coach should be in agreement here We know we're not doing anything this year right now these next 15 games they're about next season they're about setting the table for what our team is going to be next season that trickles down to the players being able to buy in and play better because they know they need to do something as far as going into next season and it gives you more information to use going into your offseason as the front office if you have answers to these things you know okay dustin's ready okay then maybe we can have an honest conversation about markstrom Okay, this forward's ready. Okay, then we know we don't need to target this free agent or trade for that Mm -hmm. free agent to fill out our roster. That's that's what teams do in the month of February leading up to the trade deadline. They use that month to kind of tinker with their lineup to try and figure out what works to see what they need. The Flames Mm -hmm. should be doing that on a bigger scale here because it's about an entire season going forward, not just 20 games after the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think like the thing that I was so excited about when um, the Flames had just hired Sutter in general was knowing that they had the that rest of the season to just work um, with whatever they wanted. And I still remember everyone tweeting when they got back from Ottawa at the first home practice when Sutter was allowed to be there after quarantining and whatnot. Um, they were doing bag skates. They were doing every sort of physical.
1: test, yeah. Yeah,
0: because that's what they needed. They looked like a beer league team. Granted, things aren't that bad anymore. But there are some nights where, you know, those little mistakes start to spiral. And we've seen it over and over and over again. And I think that's just something that, you know, if they use these last 15 games to just ride that out and work on that you know you're pre- you're still practicing but there's those in-game moments that are a lot different from when you're just you know at your morning skate and then hitting yeah. the weight room and i'm i don't know i think it's one of as it's a situation you really don't
1: want to be in. Oh because- no, this is an awful situation for everybody involved. Nobody yeah. wants to be on in this position. This is exactly where you don't want to be. You don't want to be between picks 13 and 8 in the draft. This is exactly <laughs> where you don't want to be. Yeah.
0: yeah, and there's just no you know, they've run out of rope. There's no there's no more leash for them. It's, no, you no. know, they it's had over. Yeah, we, we talked about all season. How how are they going to turn this around? When are they going to turn the corner? And it just never happened. And it didn't happen with, you know, the four-game road trip right before Christmas where they had, you know, I think they came home with, like, six points, which was honestly pretty good for what they needed. And in where in terms of where they were headed, that kind of slowed the skin a little bit, but not enough. They weren't able to really rally in any way, shape, or form. And now it's just kind of, like Nick has said, just it's down to the wire. Just, just ride it out and hope that someone in that room can kind of muster up the courage and be like, hey, consider this.
1: You don't even have to do that. Lead by example. If you're not the well, talking type, go out there and play your butt off. Go yeah. out there and set an example for other guys where it's like, oh, he's busting it? All right, I got to go. I got to go. If yeah. he's going to go that hard, I got to play that hard. It's that simple when you're in an environment like this where there's a leadership vacuum. The last point on this, and this before we move on to the next segment is just I think there's a real argument that the Flames need to reconsider how they've constructed this roster because they have a lot of overlap where they have a lot of guys who all play the same way. The Flames right yeah. now are only constructed to play one type of hockey. They play dump and chase and if they cannot if they can't find a way to get the ugly goals to go in that aren't particularly dangerous it's why they're one of the worst shooting teams in the league because they take a lot of bad shots unless they can say well this is an anomaly we can do this this and this better there's a real argument that you need to reassess how you've constructed this roster. That the talent... Though there is considerable talent on this oh, team... Oh, yes. The pieces don't fit together in a complementary way. And no. that's where you need to re... What you need to reevaluate this summer is, well, we're going to have to move money out to bring money in. We have, like, two or three guys who play this same way. What can we move them for that we don't have? What yep. skill set, what toolbox can we bring in? For a, a roster player. What roster player do we have that has value? Can we go and get another roster player for? Not draft picks, not a prospect, somebody else who just has a different skill set. Because right now, the Flames have a lot of guys who are energy guys, who have mediocre to bad shots. They have two, three good shooters. And that's really it. Everybody else is energy for checking types where those guys are valuable. Don't get me wrong. But without without finishing talent, without some size, you're really going to struggle. And that's been the case all year. The Flames have not been able to find a way. You said it perfectly before. We've been waiting all year for them to find a way to make something happen. And because everybody has the same skill sets... Nobody can make anything different happen. It's the same thing times X number of players.
0: Yeah, no, and it's you know Yeah, there there's truly nothing else to add because that's just that's just the flames. And I I don't see a world where, you know, they look at things rationally. And by they I mean mainly
1: the the coach and the the owner. owner. Yeah. The owner sets the agenda. We discussed this back in February. Yeah. Are you honest with yourself? Do you think you can win the Stanley Cup? If you honestly think that, okay. If you're yeah. being dishonest with yourself and saying, well, all we need to do is this, 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 this. If you have like seven ifs in your sentence to win the Stanley Cup, you can't actually then win no. the Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just delusion, but that's fine because, I mean, we're, we've are we all been there and some of us just stayed there longer than others. It's fine. But uh, coming up next, we are going to talk about some fun predictions. Yes, we're talking about predictions uh, for next season or in a considerable amount of time in March. You know what? It, it's fine because, again, we're just, we're, this is a support group. And sometimes you need to look at the bigger picture in order to kind of accept what the situation and circumstances are and before we do that uh let me tell you about build bar build bar will certainly power you through until daryl sutter is no longer coach because they are packed with protein and high in fiber protein obviously uh low in carbs and calories they're covered in 100 real chocolate which makes them taste like a candy bar and you almost feel like you shouldn't like it shouldn't be as healthy because you're just like, oh, my God, this tastes like a Snickers bar. But it has like actual good things for you. And I love them because I keep some in my gym bag and just keep them. They're so good, too, in the winter when I leave my bag in the car. and just Oh, like yeah.
1: Frozen
0: cold. So good. But uh, you can try them today if you are near a Walmart or a Sam's Club. Run to the pharmacy section and get your flavors today or if you are uh, not near either of those things you can order yours at built.com when you texted me this prompt i was like what is 6 months from now and
1: then nothing i nothing realized- in particular it was just a uh, this entire <laughs> this entire episode has been about well now that this is over what yeah. lies ahead what's next what can you figure it out just and the idea behind this is just how outside the box can you think? How creative can you yeah. get with this? And the big one for me, I have is I think the Flames are going to have at least two different defensemen in their top four next year. I think there's a real world in which you probably see them move Hannafin this summer, and probably Chris Tanev, or maybe yeah. Nikita. Oh, excuse me, Nikita Zadorov is a pending unrestricted free agent, and he's been the But I think Zadorov is absolutely gone. I think they're going to really hope that they can bring uh, Chillington back and have him for next season. He slides into your top four. And then you try and move Hannafin for somebody a little younger or somebody with more team control because he's one year away from UFA and yeah. they've got him at a decent number you can trade Hannafin and probably get an okay return because he makes yeah. less than 5 million he's played first pair minutes he can kill penalties not a power play guy which will always hurt your value as a defenseman if okay. you don't accumulate the counting stats because that's really what gets defensemen paid you can be the best defensive defenseman in the league and you're never going to clear 6-7 million dollars a year you're mm-hmm. always going to need those counting stats to really get paid but I I do think that's my big prediction is they have a real remodeling of the defense after this going into the summer for next season
0: you know i think that that would make the most sense i think that um that would have to be one of their top priorities because something has to change something yeah. absolutely has to change and you know i think we're going to see more of the ahl players um uh, maybe taking a leap, um, and I don't mean, you know, Lucic, Lewis, and Richie, it's it's just the other one now, um, are all gone in the summer, but I do think that at least, I would say, I, I don't know, I think Lewis and or Lucic stay, but I just, I want to see more of, you know, Matthew Phillips, I don't care. Like it's just—it doesn't make sense why these guys are still in the AHL when they have this kind of a talent. And you've seen what pelts has done for this team. And I hate to tell
1: you, Jess. Uh, one of the reasons why I think they traded for Dryden Hunt was to replace Lucic or Trevor Lewis on the fourth line for oh, the season.
0: What are we gonna do? Thank Our- God
1: i mean hunt's better than both of those guys but i mean hell hunt was playing top six minutes on the rangers as recently as holy smokes i didn't realize that he was play. he was the artemi panarin memorial right wing scholarship guy (laughs) no matter what bad top six whatever bad bottom six player the coach had a particular infatuation that week he was riding opposite panarin for basically the entire season until they traded for andrew kopp yeah they tried Dryden hunt there they tried goudreau there they Wow. Yeah, I I think you'll see Dryden Hunt on the Flames NHL roster next year because he won't be expensive. He's a younger version of what Trevor Lewis and Lucic are, and yeah. he's shown a little bit more of a flash at the NHL level than those guys. And he's a decent fourth line player. Yeah, I I echo your sentiments. I would like to see some more youth in the in the lineup. So yeah. one of the reasons, and it's very straightforward, it gives you something to be hopeful about to like project on. Because these established older veteran guys, they are what they are at this point. You're not going to change them. You're not going to get dramatically different results out of them. At least if you have young guys in the team, you could say, well, maybe this guy's going to pop off. Maybe this guy's going to keep getting better. As opposed to, well, this guy's 28 years old, and he's going to keep giving me close to the average of his production for his entire yeah. career at least if you have young guys you can sell people on that even if the team's not great but you have young guys who you can project your hopes and dreams onto that galvanizes people the rangers did that and they didn't even do it right no they immediately they did one year of that and they were like okay we need to get old guys in here right right
0: now. so i mean again this league is a copycat league and if they can just do one thing right, I think they'll be okay. Um, hopefully, it's more than one thing and just kind of domino effect.
1: But okay. I have one question for you before we get out of here.
0: Oh, no.
1: One okay. year from today, it is March 15th.
0: It's March 15th.
1: It is March 15th. Is Daryl Sutter the coach of the Calgary Flames no. on March 15th, 2024? No. March 2024. That's not a real year. That is absolutely not a real year.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. Is Bradtree Living the general manager of the Calgary Flames in 365 days?
1: Probably not. No, I don't think he's coming back. I wouldn't come back to this. This is an awful situation. You have the owner and the coach texting each other behind your back. You have, <laughs> you have, you have no real way of knowing if your owner is being straight with you. Right. You don't have a roster that's very flexible where if you want to remodel this roster, you can do it, but you're going to have to trade good players. Yeah. Like Lindholm. You are going to have to trade legitimately good players like Elias Lindholm. You're going to trade players like Noah Hannafin, maybe a Tyler Toffoli that's really all you got yeah you're gonna have to trade good players from this group to remodel and you're not gonna sell your 70 something year old coach on remodeling <laughs> the team daryl's looking daryl's got it lingering in the background he the bucket's ready to be kicked he's it's not waste- standing around, he's not wasting a year of his 70s managing a middle, trying to coach a 16th place in the nhl team
0: no no, and that's the thing. I think Brad Tree Living flicks the match, and he's walking away, and everything like in the movies just yeah. explodes does uh, he walk figuratively. Away in slow
1: yeah, does he walk away in slow motion, or is he going at a normal speed?
0: Slow motion with his super expensive suit on and his like Ray Ban sunglasses. He hang is on, on. aviators. Like he. I remember
1: where I put my sunglasses? Forget <laughs> it. I can't even do the bit. Uh, <laughs> bad. Bad video. <laughs> the, everything is just. It's fun. Everything's fun. It's fine. St. Patrick's Day Friday. March Madness starts tomorrow. Yes. Do, do they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Canada? Probably? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Leafs were the St. Patrick's. Oh, job. that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's right. Okay. Well, everyone be safe. Um I I don't know. Just have fun. This is a support group. Red Tree Living's probably in the Flames players group chat all having you guys ext- seeing this? Yeah, like it's probably just them like sending like all of like Flames Twitter's tweets to each other and they're just having a grand old time. Um, except, and that actually, that's probably how Lucid blocks everyone. That is the source. Like this man isn't name searching, they're being sent to him by his teammates. But yes, stay safe, everyone. Um, have a good weekend. I, oh my God. It's only Wednesday. (laughs) I was going to say next time the Flames play, I'm already checked out in vacation mode. But, um, yeah, we're just going to ride out the rest of this week the same way we're riding out the rest of the season. And uh, we'll see you soon.